Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Welcome to another episode of Mental Health Check-In with Leek. Today I have a guest from Netflix show, The Mode, Jacob Hacker. How are you doing today, my brother? Hi there. Oh, I couldn't be any better, I tell you what. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, I just love talking mental health, you know, especially with men. I just love talking about it and breaking stigma and I'm going to thank, keep thanking you for coming on. Thank you for taking time out your schedule to come on and talk mental health. So my first question. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm I was ahead. just going to say that's the first thing that I thought of when you asked me. I said, you know what? I would love to. It's, it's especially good and it, it's a big common issue. You know, like you said, the stigma of mental health with men that it doesn't really get talked about enough. And so I'm really proud at this day and age, how aware a lot of people are of the mental health concerns and needs and, you know, men. Yes. Thank you, man. Um, so my first question for you, I want to ask, ask this to everybody. I'm pretty sure if you listen, you know, you probably heard the first question, how is your mental health? Oh, you know, I think, Mental health with everybody, including myself, is a roller coaster. Shoot, with my daily job, you know, I'm a firefighter paramedic. I see the craziest of the crazy. And some days you wake up and you're in the best mood of your life and things are going great. And then some days you're like, wow, you know, I need some help here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I like to ask that question because I feel like a lot of people could be struggling you know, mentally, but be okay physically. You know, I could be like, Jacob, how are you doing? You'd be like, okay, I'm okay. But if I ask you, Jacob, how's your mental health? You know, that's when you open that door to, you know, for somebody to listen to you or, you know, to be heard. So I think that question should be asked more nowadays. It definitely should. It should, because, you know, that's such a common greeting. Hey, how are you? And everybody's yeah. so used to it their whole lives. They just say, oh, I'm yeah. good. You know, yeah. great. Things are good. Or, oh, I'm surviving. I'm here. But when you ask it in such a specific manner as how's your mental health, it makes you open your eyes and go, oh, um, I wasn't expecting that question. I, I guess I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, my next question for you is growing up, was it okay not to be okay for you? Yes. Um. I, I had a very strong support system. Um, I did notice a lot, you know, in my family, they were the older generation of men, especially on my father's side that, you know, they didn't really talk about their emotions. They didn't talk about the things that they had. They fought their problems with their fists, you know? And so it was really different generation from my parents and their family to me. I think we, I was at that early stage where we need to start looking at men and addressing some of the concerns of theirs. Yeah. Um, my last question for you, um, you know, there's a stigma surrounding mental health, right? But there's a stigma definitely surrounding men's mental health. You know, they say, men, we can't cry. We can't show no shine of weakness. We have to man up, man up. What do you say to that stigma that's out there right now? Oh, it's, 
that's a hard stigma to get over and a hard thing to learn in life. You know, it's, it's a joke. A lot of guys say to each other, like, I'm a man, I don't have emotions or I'm a man. I don't cry, (laughs) but I would say if to that stigma is find people who you trust in a support system, because if they are truly your friends or your family, you can go to them and have a breakdown and you can go to them and cry and say, I need someone to talk to, or I need help. I need someone to listen And that's the best thing I've done for people who've come to me and said, okay, do you want me to just listen to you or do you want my advice? Because that's a big thing that people don't understand either is it's one or the other. Sometimes people don't want your advice. Sometimes people just need someone to listen. Yeah, (laughs) sometimes. But um, my next question for you, um, before we get into this question, I want to say that anybody out there that's struggling with any thoughts of suicide or know anybody that's struggling, you know, there is a suicide prevention lifeline. All you have to do now is dial 98, the easiest number. You know, if you or, you know, someone, you know, struggling with their mental health or, you know, depression, close to suicide or just any thoughts of it, just reach out to that um, crisis hotline. They will be there for you no matter what time, no matter what time of the day, where you at, they will be there for you. You can be bored. To feel lonely, you know, make sure you call and reach out to somebody. Um, and my next question for you would be, have you ever had any thoughts of suicide? If you haven't, you know, do you know anybody, did you lose anybody to suicide? Well, I am surrounded by death all the time in my daily job. Yeah, yeah. I deal with drug overdoses, suicide, people struggling yeah. with depressions who, who, do reach out and say, I need help and call us or people who use chemical substances to try to combat it themselves. And I hate to see it. I hate to live around it because when, when you're younger, you think about suicide, when you see someone kill themselves, a lot of people have the mentality and the thought of how could they do this to their family? How could they do this to their friends? But what people don't see, once you get older and you start to be around it more and you start to understand how the brain works and how the chemical makeup is just so impressively complex that people don't, when they, when they take their own life, it's pretty much only thing that they can think about. They're not thinking about, you know, the impact it has because they're they're so messed up mentally that they really, really just need help. And myself, I have struggled with anxiety, depression. I've gone over the whole board of all of the things. Now I haven't, I guess I could say, I really haven't contemplated suicide in the past. I think everybody has split second thoughts of suicide or what their life would be like if they would take it. I am very fortunate to have a very strong faith basis in my life. And I think that's helped me throughout my life is my, is my religion. And I account back to that and my family, you know, with my strong support system, but a lot of people don't have that, which is why these conversations are good. And the mental health crisis hotline is good. Yes. Yes, guys. Anybody out there struggling? um, I know this lady I'm cool with my friend Becca, she always says it's better to have a mad friend than a dead friend, you know, um, just reach out, um, we um, want to make sure we use the right terms. You know, it's not commit suicide, it's die by suicide. You know, um, make sure you are checking in on people. You know, be nice to people. You just never know what somebody's struggling with. You never know, you know, words can hurt. You know, you just never know what somebody's going through. Uh, people out there, we just need to be nice to people. You know, we go to stores or people's jobs or just like 
whoever it is, just be nice. You just never know what somebody's struggling, what you can say or do that can push them to the edge. Be nice to everybody. And they always say, check on your strong friends. Check on everybody. Don't just check on your strong friends. Check on everybody. You just never know. Um, I lost two friends at suicide. Um, they died by suicide and it hurt me. Like I never, I called those like when family died, but like friends, some, I just never cried. It was just sad. But these two ones, one of them just actually helped me from, because I've struggled with suicidal thoughts. You know, I was um, sexually abused by two of my cousins at, at a young age. So suicide, I've struggled with it all my life. I still struggle with it till this day. Um, just make sure, I'm at a point where I'm just reaching out to people. Usually I just keep it in, but now I'm reaching out and say, hey, I'm feeling suicidal. You know, I know some people might not like that, but at least I'm reaching out to let somebody know I'm feeling this and I'm not holding it in. I feel like when we hold stuff in, it just builds up and then boom, just let it out. And it's not in a good way. So guys, everybody, yeah, everybody you know is is fighting a battle. You can think of yeah. the weakest person that you know and the strongest person you know. And you could be completely wrong in that assumption of their, you know, strength. And they're no matter who they are, they're fighting a battle. Yes. So um my next question for you. Before we get to the question, guys, just remember to dial the Suicide Prevention Lifeline 988. Um, or you can visit your local NAMI chapter. I like to volunteer for NAMI, uh, run different support groups. It's not replacing therapy, but support groups can help you before you get to therapy. If you can't go to therapy every week, you know, support groups are there. You can visit us at namibuckspa.org or just any NAMI affiliate that's close to you. You just got to use Google. Google is your best friend. They have a lot of resources. So Absolutely. my next question, my next question for you, let's go into firefighter paramedic. Um, me mentally, how is that for you? You know, thank you for your services and all that you do. Mentally, how is that for you? Because I know, like you said earlier, see a lot of death, you know, like how do you keep getting mental health in check when, you know, working in a job field like that? Yeah, so let's talk about the broad spectrum of firefighting and paramedicine. Suicide has be overcome the leading cause of death in the fire service yeah. over top of heart disease. You know, usually in the past it was heart attacks and yeah. suicide has taken that over. So over the course of the past few years, they have really, really gotten into the bare bones of mental health in public safety, whether it be firefighting, paramedicine, you know, telecommunications, your dispatchers, your police officers, they have really, really taken the time to create these organizations specifically designed for uh, first responders. And I understand now being in the field almost 10 years, it does take a toll on you. You know, PTSD is something that can hit anybody at any time. You don't go through these stages of grief like you read it in the book where it's the five stages and done. It can hit you any moment, any time, any stage. And so it, it, as we get older, you think, wow, I never had these issues when I was a kid. Why am I so much less tough as an adult than I was when I was a kid? And it's because you have all these different things that have happened to you and beat you down over your life yeah. and just tormented you. And so when it comes to the firefighting and paramedicine, it really, really takes a toll. And I, I urge any first responder, no matter how burly of a man's man you are, you know, or yeah. how tough of a woman you are in the field, just always reach out to those resources that are provided to you by your department, by your county, by your state, or just like you and I are talking about the hotlines. Those are for anybody. Um, 
I have seen some pretty horrible, horrible things and calls that I can just be laying in bed and I'll just start thinking about them or I'll be doing something outside by myself, working in my yard or hanging out with friends and boom, this, you know, death or this trauma will come back to my mind and I'll start thinking about it. And so it's very important to me to always stay on top of my mental health because as soon as I start to feel it, you know, the scale tipping one way or the other, I have to check myself, whether it be with a friend, a counselor, one of my, one of my senior officers, my boss, or just, you know, someone I trust. That's so good. That's so good, man. That's so, so good. So, like I said, thank you for all that you do in your services. Thank you for, I, I, like, I guess talking to you now, you know, explain, you know, I don't know a firefighter or a paramedic, but, you know, talking to you and explaining, you know, like, I'm like, wow, like, you know, they were like that. They really had to like really check on their mental health. You know, maybe I need to have more conversations with other firefighters, just talk to them, you know, because y'all are out there in the field, y'all are seeing death mostly every day. And it's just a lot, you know, I know that can weigh a toll on somebody. So thank you for sharing it. Thank you. It really dulls your emotions down after so long. You become kind of immune to your feelings. And that's a that's a big, big problem that we're facing in our field, in our career. Yes. Um, so my next question for you, you know, talk about, you know, your firefighter, paramedic. Let's talk about reality TV, guys. You know, I'm not going to talk about the show, but he's on the new season, which I think is a good season one, is a good... I, I didn't want to watch it at first. I was going to watch it. I was watching it at work into it, you know, sorry, post over, but I was watching it, but um, <laughs> it's a good show. So he's on the mole season one. And um, I had to ask you a question because it seemed like it was like paranoia, paranoia. And there, how was your mental health during that? Man? I always ask my reality TV people, how was your mental health doing reality TV? reality tv takes a huge toll on you mentally and the stress levels is unbelievable i went into this game and i even said it you know in a couple of the episodes and in my bio how you know i'm trained for high stress situations this is going to be a walk in the park for me i can and it did really well for me to go in with all my training calm cool collected deal with high stress situations i can act normal in anything but going through it. And then the hardest part was when it was finished, to be honest with you. I didn't have an issue when I was playing the game, but after it was over and done, once I was eliminated, I had to take a step back and reevaluate pretty much my life because you were engrossed in this game of manipulation and, and, and lying and fighting everybody. So once you're eliminated, you step back and you go, okay, I I have a real life. Um, I have to go back to that. I have to get my mind back into my real life. And you sit there and I know a lot of the players I've talked to still to this day, we all still communicate. A lot of them are still struggling with this because we wish it would have happened a different way. We wish we would have seen some of these things. We beat ourselves up because we're like, how did we miss this? How did we miss who the mole was? How did we miss this? How did we let this player get this far? You know? it takes a huge toll. And so I'm very proud of Netflix because they made it very um, possible for us to have therapists. They have hotline services. I was going to ask you that. Yes, that's good. 
yes, they have everything set up for us for mental health. They have counselors, they have um, PTSD people who we can contact, everything. They set all of this up because I'm sure they've seen some issues in the past with reality TV. Sorry, that's so good. I was going to ask you that. I'm glad that you answered that because like a lot of, I always wonder if shows or networks offer therapy or just any resources and that's good to know that you know because when you get out the house like i've never been on reality tv but when you get out the house and i talk to people when you get out the house you have to especially people like, you know like big brother is different right you know mm-hmm. just like you in the house you can't you know you in the house and it's live every day or whatever like that but for y'all y'all have to you know tape a show and then have to relive stuff you say you know you might see something somebody said about you that you didn't like it's just like a lot then you got the fans that don't know shits and they just judge people off of an edited clip you know i've been mm-hmm. i've done that before and i had to realize like you know what when i talked to my friends from reality tv big brother or the challenge they told me like leak like is <laughs> edited clip you just don't see everything you know and um i loved you on the show you know i loved you i think you're thank you was funny as hell. <laughs> just, <laughs> it's funny. I always tell people that go like they I can't people with a sense of humor. Some people don't like a lot of people don't get it, but I can get it. Like I just okay, that's a cool person, you know. Um so um about the show. Uh, no, no more about the show. That's all. Um <laughs> but it was a good show. Listen, hopefully the season two, but you know, it was a good show. Um like you said, the power show. of the power of editing is, is something that a lot of people don't understand. Yeah. And usually a lot of what actually happened isn't the way it was portrayed in a show. Um, we had some of those situations, but uh, the internet can be quite yeah. evil and brutal towards the cast members. And we've seen some of that. I'm sure if you don't have to dig too far to see what has been yeah. said online. And I'm glad that there's a lot of people who stand up for that and say, hey, listen, it was edited. You don't understand what actually happened behind closed doors. Be nicer to them because you don't know yeah. how the story unfolded. Yes. Um, I didn't want to say what that. I, I, like, watching it, I was like, I had said something I was like about somebody. I was like, let me take that back. I was like, because I didn't get the, I, when I watched it, I didn't really get it until like, I had to, like, I was like, okay, let me just watch this one, like, watch the episode again one more time. And I got it. I said, okay, some people, the way they was, doing stuff they was throwing people off the act like they was the move or whatever so i got it i'm just like why is people just <laughs> i was like we got with this money what's going on you didn't get this money and i just i get it now you know after watching you know guys watch it season one is on netflix right now it's a great show let's make it i don't know if it's number one yet but let's make that number one that's a good show and i hope it comes around for different seasons i hope that a lot of y'all get opportunities outside of netflix you know challenge usa survivor whatever you guys i'm never going to survivor but you know um, i hope i get different um opportunities outside of that you know um i would would jump for the chance to do another show you know i know um the mole is trending it's in the top 10 i don't know what position it's in right now but i would gladly do something else you know it, it I, I love the um, the acting and modeling, and that's my biggest passion. And oh, this was, yeah. yeah, this was my biggest break so far. So I'm hoping it opens some doors, and you guys get to see me do some other cool things. Yes, that's good. That's good. Um, my next question for you is, what are some good coping skills you could recommend to somebody that's struggling with their mental health? Wow. Um, for me personally, what has been my biggest success with my mental health is taking mental breaks and days off. There's days where 
I have to shut everybody out of the world and go into myself, relax. Like yeah. it's, it's kind of a joke on the show. Like Jacob's, you know, Captain America, he's from the middle of nowhere. He lives in the middle of nowhere. And that is 100% true. I'm in the middle of the woods right now by myself. And there's days where I have to shut everybody out, turn my phone off and relax because I just need a break from people, from the world and breathe. Maybe I'm yeah. catching up on Netflix shows. Maybe I'm taking a walk through the woods. Maybe I'm just going for a run. But that is the biggest thing I have found to be beneficial to me, other than when I have a serious mental break and I need to confide yeah. in someone. You guys, I can never hang out with Jacob. He lives in the middle of the woods. I don't do bears. I, I don't do that. <laughs> so you, I know you said the middle of Ohio. Um, I actually want to move to Ohio, not in the middle of the woods, but I love Columbus, Ohio. It's a church down here that I love. Um, one church, I love that church and everything. Place to Fred Ford is dope. Um, I don't know if you're close to Columbus. I love Columbus. Like, I love it. Yeah, I'm actually um, pretty much an hour north of Columbus in the middle of nowhere. So I am in kind of the triangle of Columbus, Toledo, and Sandusky. I'm, I'm in the triangle there. But I love all of my cities in Ohio. I love you all. But Columbus is definitely one of my tops. Yeah, I, I actually, it's crazy how I met the people that I met them online, church online, and I flew down there for the first time, and then the second time I drove, which was dope, but I had drove to meet one of my friends in Cincinnati, that was a long drive, I was like, from Columbus was like two hours, I was like, he was like, you stay yep. in the night, I was like, I'm going back to the hotel, and I was like, on my way back, I was like, why did I not just stay, <laughs> I was like, that was a two hour <laughs> drive, it was dark. I got this running car. I'm like, please don't hit a deer. I'm just like, Lord, please don't let me hit a deer. I don't have time. Um, <laughs> let's talk about fitness, man. Can you t um, tell people how important fitness is for your mental health? You know, I worked out plenty of times. You know, I need to go back in the gym, but it definitely helps you with your mental health. Oh, it's the only thing that probably keeps me sane. You know, I went through a huge fitness journey and transformation in my life when I was younger. Um, my whole life, I struggled with my self-image. It was the biggest thing that was a mental problem to me growing up. I was, you know, overweight. I was kind of picked on. I was just struggling. And once I got older, I realized drugs and alcohol really weren't the best outlet for my mental health. And I discovered, you know, the gym, weightlifting, cardiovascular, you know, exercise, and once I started getting invested in it and doing it more, I realized, wow, the feeling after you get done working out is the endorphins is better than any high. And so I just continued on that journey and it has brought me all this, you know, fortune. And I don't want to say fame because I haven't been able to quit my day job yet. So I don't think I'm famous yet. <laughs> and I'm getting there. <laughs> when I can quit that job, I'll say, hey, I'm yes. a celebrity now, but <laughs> so the, the fitness is a huge part. And I would encourage anybody to just go try to lift some weights, go for a nice walk. If you can't run, go on a bike ride, do anything just to get your blood flowing and you will feel so much better afterwards. Yes, guys, go to that gym, wherever it, it may look like gym, walking, you know, everything helps you. Um, my next question for you is, can you tell somebody why is it important to put your mental health first? You know, a lot of times, you know, people, especially people struggle with mental health and they people pleasers like myself, you know, we want to be there for everybody else, but we don't be there for ourselves. But please tell people why it's important to put their mental health first. If you're not okay mentally, then you're not going to be okay doing anything. You can put on the front as much as you can, but 
it's just not going to work out in long term for you. It's a, it's a snowball effect. I mean, if you have one thing that's really bothering you, it's going to play out in your life, in your relationships, in your work, in your diet, in every aspect of your life until it becomes so big that it's either going to hurt you or the people you love. Yeah, guys, make sure you put yourself there, put your mental health first, because before you be there for others, you have to learn how to be there for yourself, you know, um, be gentle with yourself. Remember, remember, everybody doesn't understand mental health, you know, and that's okay, you know, there's people still to this day is learning about mental health, you know, they don't get it, don't believe in it, you know, make sure you get help, you know, reach out to somebody, like I said, 988 is available, make sure you use that line. Um my last question for you is at the end of all, we're asking you like what's going on with Jacob after the mole? Like what's what do you have next? You know, what's going on with you? Man? Well, um, I am back to fighting fires and saving lives. I'm you know still riding the ambulance, riding the fire engine. That's that's my day job. Um, I'm doing that like I always have. And along those lines. When it comes to the question I get asked a lot is, you know, what are we going to see you in next or are we going to see you in anything? You know, I'm still doing my um, modeling when it comes to whatever jobs come my way. It could be print work, could be advertisements, could be uh, partnerships with different companies or brands. I still do that. And when it comes to the acting, I'm trying to work on a few things right now. So hopefully something comes through and uh, the fan base I have acquired, I have to say, I am so honored and truly blessed to have such an amazing fan base. I did not think I would get so many people sharing and giving me so much love from all over the world. It is yeah. honestly a dream come true and really yeah. inflates my ego. <laughs> listen, so, they love, listen, they thank love you, to you everyone. Man. They love you. Listen, I was on Twitter. I was like, I couldn't find it. Yeah, Twitter. It was like, I saw somebody tweet something. I don't know how. I think I was talking about the show. And just popped. I was like, oh, they love them more here. They definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad I've been able to do some of these conversations with hosts like yourself, because yeah. a lot of people have said, wow, you know, you're a lot more interesting and fun to talk to. And, you know, you're great comedic relief and have so yeah. much fun when we talk. And I said, yeah, I mean, the show kind of shows me being quite pretty serious. I get some fun uh, humor in here and there and joke around, yeah. but it's really nice to show my true personality and my true persona. Yeah. Um, I want to say thank you for coming on and being a guest and talking to some health. Make sure you guys watch the whole season one. Jake up is on there. Make sure you watch it. Tell everybody to watch it. Let's get it to number one. If it's not number one yet, let's get it to number one most, most watched show on Netflix. Yes, absolutely. Thank you all so much for listening and tuning in. And um, like he was saying a little bit ago, don't ever be afraid to ask for help. That's our biggest push here. Yes.